welcome to the Eurovision Division podcast. This is a podcast in which we talk about all 41 songs in this year's Eurovision Song Contest before this year's Eurovision Song Contest. As always, I am your host, Jeroen, and as always, with me... Your lovely co-host, Mira! How are you doing today, folks? We are drinking a lovely little beer, we're in our little apartment, and we're ready to entertain you with Eurovision songs. Eurovision is a mere two weeks uh, away. I have listened to every song in this year's contest. However, you are listening to them for the very first time. Which song are we on? Number 15? Well, certainly. Um, So as I promised last time, um, I'm devising a scheme. Ooh, a scheme. Um, A system by which we can work through more songs uh, faster. The method is we record for longer at a time and talk about multiple songs. Sure, that's that. Yeah, we did that last episode, right? Exactly. Okay. How did, how did you like that? How did how did that work out for you? Um, it was fine as long as I got a bathroom break. Mm. What I have done is I have taken the remaining songs and I have divided them into groups of three or four songs, and given them a theme right based on um the relatively arbitrary selection by which i have bunched them together not are you gonna are not you arbitrary gonna... in, a, in any case but um sometimes are little you little. gonna tell me the theme or do i have to guess at the end of the episode uh, no i'm going to tell you the themes that i have selected and you will tell me Ooh! which team uh which which theme and you will tell me which theme, which theme you would like to talk about. Please leave that in the episode. I would love for people to hear you fucking, how, how hard you stumble over your words sometimes. The team. And it the was team. Like, yeah. There's no I in team. I'm ready. Uh, give me those sexy themes. All right. The themes are as follows. Tell me these themes. Bangerinos or Bangerini? Bangerini. Bangerini. I keep forgetting this exists. <laughs> I'll be back. Oh, returns. Nice. Okay. Frequent songwriters. Oh, uh, okay. Does it slap? Ooh. Mysterious. Of course. When are we? Ah, that's ooh, that's my favorite. Fuck. Man pain. Oh no, that's my least favorite. And screaming in black. Oh my god! Oh, oh, I want it so bad. I want it so bad, but I want to save it till the end because that's my favorite genre. <laughs> Fuck you. Ah. Oh, mm, I feel like I have to say man pain. Because I want to get it over with, sure. but also there's a lot of entertainment value in man pain. Yeah. Screaming in black I'm going to keep till the end, because, come on. I think I want to go with frequent songwriters today. Ooh. Yeah. Surprise you with that, that one. That is surprising. I thought you weren't... <laughs> you were not prepared for that. The thing is, when you have like a list of things like this, right? You, 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 like you're doing, you immediately say, I want to leave those for later, and I want to uh, do that, get that over with. 
or there will be ones that you just completely forget about that inevitably end up being like the last one. Exactly. I thought frequent songwriters would just go completely by the wayside. No, I think it's really interesting because I want to know what else they wrote. Right. Um, I think you're going to have really good okay. info on this um, one. Well, then we will uh, talk about frequent songwriters. What I mean by that in this year's Eurovision Song Contest is that the songwriters who have written uh, these three songs have written more than one song in this year's Eurovision in Song Contest. In this year's... Oh! Yes. The first song we talked about this year was... 22. No. Sisters. Sisters! Right? Yes. Um, so good. Sorry, I, I still love Sisters. It is fantastic. As I told you while we were listening to uh, the song during the German national final, you will not remember this, of course, of course because not. it was a throwaway line. Um, but I said, oh, this song is written by, make a mental note, Laurel Barker. We'll talk about her I think I made later. a joke about that name. It sounds like a name I would make a joke about. But what name would you not make a joke about? You are... I'm a horrible person. You're a horrible person. You're so cruel to names. It's true. This is why if I make a D&D character, their name is always already a joke. Yeah. We all remember Penis McBoobie, <laughs> who then became a real good character. Now, what we know about Laurel Barker is, um, and I think I told you this maybe last year, she's been writing um, songs in national finals for the past few years. She had a few in Eurovision You Decide, uh, I think, last year and the year before. Um, but last year... A song of hers made it to Eurovision um, as she was a co-writer on Stones by Zibs. Oh no. Oh no, I hated that song so much. So the, the first song we talked about that Laurel wrote this year was Sister by Sisters. Mm -hmm. That song was presumably written in a songwriting camp because a lot of songs like this get made like that. You'd get some writers together in a room for a week, write some songs, and then send them into a broadcaster, find an artist to sing the song. It's a very strange process, but it's, it's, it's happening. The, um, the song Sister was originally written for um, the Swiss broadcaster. Right. But the Swiss broadcaster, they were going to organize a, a competition, but then they canceled it. Because, boy howdy, did they just have the song and the artist that they wanted. Oh, really? Yes. Ooh, um, can't wait. So instead of having a, a, um, a competition with a song by Laurel Barker, they chose a song by Laurel Barker. <laughs> okay. Um, oh, it's Switzerland, though. Yes. Okay. Not only uh, Laurel Barker, but also Mac Fraser, John Halgren, and Lucas Halgren. Oh, Brothers! And uh, Artisten Huelb, Luca Henny. So here we have a second song by Laurel Barker. It is Luca Henny for Switzerland with a song called She Got Me. Ah, she got me. Ah. She, she do got me. She goofed me. My ex-wife still misses me. But her aim is getting better. So let's um, find out if... Luca Henny does, in fact, got me. What? Oh, if he gets us. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. It's segue. Huh? 
you know. Do you like it? I do like it. That cool. was good. Please play the song. Let's drop in our headphones. And for Switzerland, it's Luca Henny and She Got Me. When she go low, when she go low, she go so low, she go so low. Oh, she know, oh, oh, she know, she got me dirty dancing. I'm gonna start off by doing by by saying something that's kind of unfair because it's gonna send you on a rant and it's supposed to be me giving my opinion but who the fuck wears a vest over a turtleneck (laughs) I love you vests are are such a good couple like Vests are there to fucking hold down your tie and accentuate your waist. Yeah. Something that a skin-tight turtleneck already fucking does. So what it does is, yeah, it, it keeps it keeps the layers underneath tied up. Whether it's your shirt that is supposed to be tucked in your pants but always bunches up awkwardly. Your vest is supposed to kind of cover that up. Or when you're wearing a tie um, and you don't have a tie clip, the, you can it goes in your vest. Um, the vest is also a remainder from a time when shirts did not have buttons. Right. So that's also the purpose of a tie, is to keep the shirt tied up at the top. And then you wear a vest over it so that the bottom of the shirt stays tied up. These things, that's the, the best part about menswear, have an origin in practicality. I wasn't going to go on a rant about this because I hadn't really thought about that. Oh, is it was an eyesore because no, I love, is. I fucking love a suit turtleneck combo. Mm-hmm. I'm sure. hot for that shit. Fucking um, Oscar Isaac in a most violent year. Yes, daddy, please. I will have me some of that. Uh-huh. This fucking ruined it for me. No, it's like bow ties. Fucking fuckboys started wearing them and then they were ruined, and now. Turtlenecks are bad. Remember, <laughs> at my family reunion, my cousin who wore like a cardigan over a turtleneck, and they were both like very tight and also the same color, color, and it made him look like a serial killer. Yeah, I think turtlenecks are just bad for me now. Mm. These are two like the most recent instances of me seeing men wear them, and they've just both been very bad. Sorry, he's wearing a bad outfit. They're also... um, He looks bad. Turtlenecks are also associated now with... I can't think of the character's name, but um, from Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Trent. Trent, yes. Oh my god, yes! So it's also like a crazy person. Yeah! You know, that that look is so, yeah, hard to pull off, because if you wear like a tight turtleneck, you look like a sex pervert. You really, really do. Or you look like Oscar Isaac. Which is good. Which is a good thing. The thing with menswear is you have to know fucking exactly how and where and when to wear which thing. Mm -hmm. Or else you're trash. And this man is trash. And I, it fucking reminds me of a great Gatsby themed prom. Well, I was about to say, it's like, like my everyone, least favorite thing. Every extra no one in knows the what video the fucking... is also just like dressed in quote unquote flapper uh, outfits. I'm just like, shut up. If you're white trash, but you're, you have money, but you don't have any class, it's nouveau riche trash. 
and it makes me angry because there's no class in any of it. Now me, I'm old money. <laughs> this is good? What you're saying is no, good? No, it's not. Okay. I'm also not old money. Do <laughs> you know those songs that you hear on the street when like a car drives by yeah. that has a song like unreasonably loud blaring from the windows? Uh-huh. And you're like, who listen? Who even listens to music like that? Well, we had a lot of that in America, in, in pretty much every place where we went. We went like you every... have that here. Yeah, I know. You but there, the, the most the I most extreme example of it, I feel, was I think when we were walking down the street in New York. Yeah, and there was just yeah the it loudest was... music. Yeah, no, I'd it, ever it was painful for us, and we were like. 50 feet away. We were sitting on a terrace having breakfast, I think. I don't no, know. we were coming back from a cafe. It doesn't matter. But it's that kind of music. Well, yeah, two questions is who listens to this music? And the second question is, why do you need to have it so loud? Can't you hear it? Yeah. Oh, you want to hear it more? Why would you want to hear this more loudly? I would turn this down and down and down until it was completely quiet. I hate this song so much. Yeah, you're you're, I, you're I completely think it's, right. It's fucking Lauren Barker. Yeah. Okay. I I'm she declaring did, a vendetta against she her. She did not write this song by herself. You know. Th- yeah. Okay. But co-raps. I'm I'm declaring a vendetta against her specifically. Sure. She's okay. my enemy from now on. I see flames in your eyes. Damn, they burn so bright. No, I hate Sisters now, too. No, you don't. Sisters is a bad song. Yeah, you say that when you hear it on May 18th, and no. <laughs> no. Anyway, this song fucking blows. Yeah, this song this blows dude ass. fucking sucks. I hate this more than I hate, like, Ukulele Bitch. Uh-huh, okay. From, I don't remember what country. <laughs> Denmark. Denmark. Also, having been to Switzerland... Yeah. How yeah. hard did they have to look to find such a decrepit building because everything there is fucking immaculate <laughs> and spotless. So anyway, at some point, this song blew up as one of the favorites. No. You're fucking lying to at me. At some point, when I wasn't watching overnight, everyone started playing a prank on me and started saying... This is one of the favorites this year. Why? And I turned around and said, why? And someone said, I think thirst has a lot to do with it. And I'm like, who the fuck is thirsty for a man who honestly, in good conscience, feels okay saying the kind of lady that mama likes? But mommy isn't here right now. Who, Who in their right mind want to be that lady? Who what, in their right minds that? wants to be that lady? What does that mean? The kind of lady that mama likes, but mama, she ain't here tonight. Oh. But, but you, but your mom would approve of her. So, so why are you acting like you're, like she's naughty? Oh, mama would like her normally, but she's acting naughty tonight? I hate it. I hate that so much. Anyway, my favorite line in this song is um, when he goes, um, she made her body talk. She made yes, the party yes. stop. She getting naughty. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> couldn't figure couldn't it out. Find, couldn't find a third <laughs> line there, could you, bud? <laughs> could not get it. Oh my god. He's so gross, though. Yes, nasty. He's so gross. 
God, people, just learn how men are supposed to dress. There's nothing wrong with wearing jeans and a t-shirt and a bomber jacket. Like, men aren't automatically hot when they put on a suit. Sometimes the suit is put on wrong and that makes them ugly and bad. Like, really, if you're wearing a suit, wear a good suit. Mm. Otherwise, don't wear a suit. This is a very and good also, point. And also, don't take your hat off when you're inside a building. Okay, sure, yeah. Hats are for outside, not mm. for inside. The whole, like, Mad Men, Great Gatsby fucking weird amalgamation that has become, like, the trash, like, trash people's, like, epitome of chic in these past 20-something years is driving me fucking crazy. Because it's just bad, historically. Like, it's not... It doesn't honor the way things are, like, supposed no, yeah, to it, fucking it, be. It, it takes inspiration a lot of the times from, like, historical fashion. But there is so much misinformation about, yeah, the 1920s and the 60s. And, every like, every period that people are like, Oh, I love fashion from then. You're like, but you you're not... But you're not even dressed like that, But you're that, not doing though. it, though. So, what are you even saying? Exactly. I also like, um, I mean, I hate this song. Like, I, I genuinely think this is miserable and bad. Like, this makes me feel bad. Um, yeah, bottom three, for sure, for me. Kind of. Um, well. Oh, boy. Ooh. Yeah, no, we still have a lot to go. We got we still a have lot a, to go. We still have a whole section called Man Pain. And, like, God, you, you really made me dread that. You know, sometimes titles can be misleading. Uh, oh, okay. Who knows? But I do like in a very because it's funny to me the way they have the trumpet very loudly blaring while his voice sort of approximates that sound by going dirty dancing and it's hilarious to me. I hate it. I hate it. It's not funny even to me. It's do you know what is the It's just it's embarrassing. It's so embarrassing. This is an embarrassing song, and yet people are like... He should be embarrassed. Also, this is what bothers me the most about it. Are you ready? Sure. He is not Serhat. (laughs) Okay. He's not Serhat. Serhat would never debase himself like this. Serhat wore a good hat. Mm -hmm. He had a fucking video made by Thierry Mugler, so you know he was fashion. Mm -hmm. All of his background dancers looked Fucking amazing in, like, stylistically coherent, yet distinct outfits. Mm -hmm. This is just a mess. He's trying to be, like, I think what he's going for is Serhat, but young and hot and with, like, a better song. But what he's done is Serhat, but young and bad and with a very bad song. There is no song better than I didn't know. Exactly. So it's the... He spits in the face of Serhat, our lord and savior, and I will not stand for it. I hate this man. (laughs) Well, it's bad. We don't like it. I thought this was embarrassing. And then suddenly, legitimately, people were liking it. And it's... If people are thirsty for this dude, they did not see Mickey from Spain. Mm. Like, that's the only valid thirst... I've seen so I far. I don't understand it. Like, I I genuinely just don't understand it. Because even, like, oh, it 
It's ki- it kind of bangs. No, it doesn't no, really. No, it doesn't. It's got, you know, it's got a dance break. He dances. That could be fun. I did think the dance was pretty right, And good. I'm like, okay, I, I can like see that being charming, maybe. But also, there's a lot of other songs that are also just kind of up-tempo and fun and, like, better than this. So I don't see why. I, I think this is... If, if it is at all a favorite, and that's not a prank people are playing on me, me specifically... Everyone has gone together. Like, it's definitely not going to do as well as people think. I, I will not allow that. No, Although, I mean, not. it is sort of just like a, a, a mix between Backpack Kid. What was that called? Oh, um... What was that fucking song called? What was that fucking song called? The Cuck, right? Lie to Me. Lie to Me. Yeah, but that was like... I didn't like that either, but it was more fun than this. Yeah, and I hated that he flossed. And it's got the Fuego dance break. Oh, ew! So no, sorry, no. So Next song. I don't. Bad. I want to stop bad. talking about this. Anyway, let's go back to the order of uh, business that we are on. What Eurovision songs written by songwriters who have written multiple songs? Let me pull out my spreadsheet. <laughs> I love the the angry energy we've created. Anyway, our second song in this episode is written by Jonas Stander. Anna Clara Follin, John Lundvik, okay, and Laurel Barker. Motherfucker! It's all gonna be Laurel Barker, isn't it? My sworn enemy. Uh, let's focus on Laurel Barker and John Lundvik. I mean, Laurel Barker's Canadian-British, so I guess it has a British songwriter, which is good for the UK, um, because everyone oh. else is Swedish. Jesus. Um. Eurovision, you decide, uh, was a little different this year. Instead of having, you know, six artists with six songs written in a song camp, um, they had three songs and six artists, and there were two artists singing each song. So there was clearly a superior version of each song, and it was kind of just an embarrassing mess of a show. Anyway, uh, that... Was, water... Mel, Mel, uh, was Mel there? Mel and Mons were there, yeah. Mel and Mons! Uh... Which is great, which is nuts. Didn't really watch it. Um, <laughs> I probably had something else to do, I don't know. I, it was probably on like a Friday or a Thursday, I don't know. It There's was... always that one day that everyone is has a birthday... Regardless. Regardless. We are going to the United Kingdom. Oh, the UK. And the United Kingdom will be represented by Michael Rice and a song written by Lordal Barker, Anna Clara Follin, Jonas Stander, and John Lundvik called Bigger Than Us. Okay. Uh, let's fucking do it. Give me it. Michael Rice and Bigger Than Us. Win me back, Laurel. Fucking riff clitchards over here. <laughs> that boy riffed so much in that song. Oh, did I gross you out with riff clitchards? Riff clitchards is very bad. <laughs> but like, congratulations on that poll. <laughs> 
Um, this boy went on ten riff breaks throughout this song. Yeah. Because there was just not enough song to do for him. No, I was very surprised. Um, this was fucking do it for your lover. No, I'm very surprised two. that it actually went on even longer than I thought. You think it's over. No, because when you looked at your wrist to mime uh, a watch, which you don't wear, um, I thought, yeah, yeah, it's a bit repetitive, but it's almost over. Then after that, he did just do two more choruses. So (laughs) that was very surprising for also me. Also, this song, I want the audience at home to listen to this song and then go into YouTube or Spotify or whatever. Or your VHS player. Or your mom's old VHS player, yeah. And watch Hercules, the movie, the animated movie by by Disney. Because the I Want song in that, which is called in English... Go the Distance. Go the Distance. It is very much the same song. Yeah, but can Michael Rice go the distance and get a decent result for the United Kingdom? More like Michael Riff. Shit, I forgot his name! No, this song fucking sucks, Laurel. Laurel, when you go on these fucking songwriting camps, you actually have to write good songs before you sell them. I'm, I I found myself near the end of this wondering, and I'm not sure if Laurel also wrote I Will Never Give Up On You, and I'm going to look that up right um... now. Oh no, that was Emily the fucking forest, I forgot. Listen. I'm listening. Listen. Yes. This is Do It For Your Lover Part 2. So repetitive. Okay, but but his voice isn't going to break like Manel's did. Oh, oh it might, though. I, I got a lit, little bit nervous for him on the I first think chorus he has there. Ext- he, he, I think he has very good vocal control, actually. I mean, he's good at riffing. He does a lot of riffs, but he's, he's quite good at rating it in. This performance is, yeah, from, from You Decide, which I think was February? Even January? I don't know. He's had a lot of time to retool it. There's some videos of, like, the backing vocals in rehearsal. You know, it's got those gospel vibes. It it has the potential to sound really good vocally. Kind of nobody but you. Well, certainly, yes. Yeah. Certainly after um, the BBC was actually offered nobody but you for Eurovision You Decide last year. And said, no, we're not going to have that one. Um, And then Austria got second place at Eurovision with it. So that's funny. I forgot that they got... I keep forgetting. We keep forgetting. I, I also keep forgetting until I just said wild. it. Um, and then they, they went with like a little... I'm trying to find a funny word and I am lost for words. A, f- a facsimile. Sure, yes. It's and boring. He, well, yeah, but he keeps he keeps, he keeps it up. And, and going in there. And it's boring, but it's not his fault that it's boring. And there is a stomp, stomp, clap uh, chorus break, which I always love. No, I always hate that. No, it's fantastic. Fuck what you. a good cliche, isn't it? Like, it's... No. Stomp, stomp, clap is not often good. I'll oh, no. give you that it is good sometimes, but most of the time I'm I'm annoyed by it. No, but I think as far as... Sorry, yeah, as far as, like... Eurovision goes, I love the cliches like that. Yeah. It's a rhyming a song, it's rhyming a word with itself. It's doing a key change. It's doing a stomp, stomp, clap. I'm just like, when I hear that, I'm like, okay, nice. You got, you got that one in. Let's check that off the bingo card. We got one. You know, my favorite one, which they also did in Ain't Nobody But You, um, is taking away the instruments for the big line. Yeah. Um, they also kind of did that 
in She Got Me by Luca Henny when he like pairs it back before the last chorus and like does his little sad introspective version of the I chorus so where he just much. goes I when hate... she go low when she go low she goes so what what I at what point oh oh no now you're really making me think about your lyrics Ugh. hey Laurel you suck Laurel is not the only one to blame for this song. I know, but I'm choosing to blame Laurel right. for it. Right, okay, but there's another writer on uh, Bigger Than Us. Uh, it's John Lundvik. Who has another song in this year's Eurovision okay, Song Contest. Okay, let's go for it. I feel like we didn't talk about this song so much, but, like, I don't know what to say about it. It's not very funny, and it's very basic. It's a very basic ballad, and it's derivative. Yeah, it's sort of, it's sort of a like first it. draft. Yeah, it is a first draft. You have to, like, workshop it a little bit, and, like, five days in, someone is gonna rush in and say, wait, guys, it's exactly like Go to the Distance. And then they'll all watch a little YouTube Remember on someone's Michael phone. Remember Michael Bolton? Remember what? Hercules? Hey, and listen, that's my favorite I want It's song. quite good. It, you know, it's good. I no, mean, it's no out no, there. No, because, you know what? It's way too short. Yeah, it should have gone on longer. In the movie, I'm always like, oh, that's it? It also doesn't have a satisfying end. Like, it, there's like five scenes in between that's the start it. It and the end. Cutting, yeah, it, yeah, keeps yeah, it keeps cutting, cutting out. There's no, like, nope, good that. full version of the song. And that, yeah, that has always annoyed me because I think it's really, really good. As I said, John Lundvik is... Swedish. Swedish. So, it stands to reason that... Are you doing Sweden? That he stored uh, the other song for Sweden. Hey, Sweden! Yeah, 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 yeah. Finally! Yeah. Listen, because the songwriting credits for the Swedish song, I mean, we're, I'm mostly going to talk about one other name other than John Lundvik. Is it fucking Laurel Barker? No, there's Andreas Stone Johansson, who, um, um, but I'm also seeing the mention of Anders Vretov, who is, um, I gotta say, probably also kind of a producer. Um, but he did the writing and arrangement on Cool Me Down by Margaret. Ooh! On Fuego. Oh! And on the Ding Dong song by Gunther. Holy shit! <laughs> Wait, is that my Ding Ding Dong? You touched my ta-la-la. Oh my god! Yes. He's a genius of our time! Yes. <laughs> and of course, um... Last Those one. all slap! Those songs all Those unironically all yes. slap. And then of course, um... Last uh, but not least, John Lundvik. The Swedish song, Too Late for Love. Oh, Too Late for Love. I like the sound of it. Yeah. I yeah. do like that. <laughs> uh, Sweden will be represented by John Lundvik. <laughs> I was just taking a sip. I legit almost did a spit take. <laughs> you waited for me to take yeah. a sip, you bastard. Um... Really now? So that's interesting. That is interesting. <laughs> Not only... Um, Wait, but he wrote another song! Yeah. Not only did he write two songs in this year's Eurovision, but he is performing two of no, them. No, he's... No, no, he's performing one. Sorry. What are you... You motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, no, he, no. He's performing another song that he didn't write. <laughs> Wouldn't that be wild? He's also participating for Georgia. I misspoke. No, he is performing uh, Too Late for Love. So that's just that I I don't know what to do with that. Um, 
Give and, me a... and we're going to have to judge this one on the merit of the song itself. Uh, winner of this year's Melody Festival. And... I mean, that's going to be pretty okay, probably. Did uh, Ace Wilder participate this She did year? not. Oh, okay. Ace Wilder did uh, do the choreography so no and stage show for another oh, first-time no. artist, yeah, which was fun. Yeah, you did show me that, I think. I'm not sure that I did, but it was uh, that I liked that, but I think uh, that was Malu, and she should return in the future, because I liked that. So should fucking Ace Wilder. So should Ace Wilder, for sure. Um, but Sweden hates women. So let's listen to... Valid. Too Late for Love. The Swedish entry for Eurovision 2019. This is John Lundvik and Too Late for Love. I can make what does it look like? For you and me. Lundvik, bitch. I will be there. Hear me. I can be the sun that lights your dawn. Is it too late for love? Is it too late for love? Why is he, like, in his sweatpants and like one single layer of airism. So the staging and the song are pretty similar in that you have to wait through the boring bit a little bit to get to the part that absolutely fucking slaps. Yeah. Oh my, like the flash and then suddenly the gospel singers are Uh, there and then it flashes out and then it's just him again. Amazing. Really well done. The refrain... Yes, bitch, yes. Oh my god. That got me so hyped. Yeah. It was so good. The rest of the song, it's alright. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's it's, it's kinda of boring. <laughs> it's kinda of hype. It's got a it's got a good oh, it's got singable so melody. Um yeah. yeah, the the backing vocalists are amazing, like are incredibly Hear good. Me. It's, it's, yes, bitch, I hear you. Yeah, we, yeah I hear Oh my it. god. Um, yeah, there's a lot to like there. Um, it's, you know, it's Sweden, so you, you know you're going to get a well-thought-out, um, polished live show. And yeah, this is a good concept. Um, it's, you know, it's, it's, that, it's that same, it's dark and there's light, and then the light kind of reveals things uh, concept. But they've removed it so that we can also see the audience as compared to last year when we were really in that space yeah, with yeah, Benjamin yeah, yeah. Grosso and it didn't connect because of that. There's there's like swooping outward motions um, at the right like dramatic moments in the song to reveal a stage. There's shots from behind him to see the crowd. There's a lot of... Ju- I just think... I mean, that's... That's really clever. That's why you like... watch Melody Festival and Swedish things is just to see... Clever staging ideas and like well thought out stories in staging. Yeah, and that like that makes me very excited because that is one of the things that I like the most about Eurovision is is hoping for well thought out stage story. Yeah, and I think the staging in this is is very very good. Would put him in another outfit. I don't mind it. It's very neutral. I don't neutral mind and, you know. it. It feels a bit like sweatpantsy to me. I would put him like I wouldn't make. I maybe wouldn't change the shirt or maybe make it a little bit more futuristic and hmm, black. I think you're good. Gonna... But I would put him in some nice slacks or leather what do you pants. Mean, like futuristic. Like even more Alexander Wang oh, than okay. it is. Yeah, I just don't want it to become like Caesar Sampson's Nobody But You. No, 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 no. Gray, yeah, bad, no. Fat, I know, know? that's like that's always a risk. Of course, but that's why no. I think I like the the very neutral, the blacks, and it just also it they're very simple items of clothing that I don't really draw any attention 
there's the backing singers are also dressed in black. Yeah. The, it's a focus on what I, the lighting does. I, I would know, give I like him that. like one gold detail, like maybe a gold earring or something. Doesn't he have like an earring or something? Does he? He needs an eye catcher. Because now he just has like oh, no, his microphone guess, connected. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that should probably be like a little gold adornment instead of like an, a technical huh, Yeah, thing. I mean... Listen, just set them a little bit. I of gotta say, the it. fact that that's what we're talking about, yeah, makes it so. Yeah, makes it obvious that I don't have a lot of criticism about this song. No, I do. I think it's boring. I think it's a boring song until you get to the part that isn't boring. Yeah, okay, and but I feel like it builds well to that. Really it, it feel like it builds to that point well enough. I don't really like the start all that much. But, yeah, I can feel this song just escalating and escalating to the point where I know it's at that last chorus and I know it's not a complete chorus. Again, I've heard it so many times and I know, shit, that last chorus isn't going to be another complete chorus. Right, yeah. And, like, you get to the full three minutes and I'm like, ass. It's it's already going to be over in ten seconds. He does, like, he does the big key change and then another, the, very, the, the highest one and then after that it's like 10 more seconds and the song's over but it feels like oh yeah let's do another half minute there's something really interesting about just like the the expectation that that sets up to getting me hyped for more song that isn't coming and yet it doesn't end with like oh no i'm i'm not satisfied with what i got it's oh like, no i'm hyped oh, after yeah. this like i still hell have yeah. the energy to keep going yeah if, yeah, if you yeah. had like exhausted that i would have sat there like Whew, okay glad that's over but now when it's over, I'm like, fuck yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Like it, I'll listen to that again. Yeah, it's well, it's well made. I think this is going to do... It's a well-crafted I mean, you know, It's Sweden, it's going to do well. We always say that. And then, you know, Benjamin Ingrosso bombed so hard with Which the cello vote. Which is weird because he was like one of the good men that they've sent. I liked his little... A little dance? Yeah. His little yeah. dance. It was very cute. This boy does a cute dance. Um, this of, boy is a cute boy. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. One of his backing singers um, was working a job in, uh, I think, LA, and couldn't get the day off to go to Sweden to Sweden to be a backing singer. Right. So she quit her job. What? <laughs> to oh go be God. a backing singer on this song. I don't know if that's a good story, but it's like, okay. Yeah, you do that. It depends on what job she was working on. I'm going to assume it wasn't... I'm going to assume she wasn't a bank manager. Like, I, No, okay. But I'm also going to assume she didn't just get third on the call sheet for a Netflix show, you know? Sure, yeah. You, you wouldn't quit that. That's a, that's a good story to be like, here's my priorities. It's doing this one Swedish song. Yeah, but that's also a very good story for her when she goes back to L.A., <laughs> And she's able to tell all of her friends, oh yeah, I had to go to Sweden. <laughs> the amount of people who had never heard of Eurovision, by the way, when we well, were in America? I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. But one person of the wedding had heard of Lordy. Right, Isaac. Isaac was uh, like, Isaac, shout knew, out. Isaac knew what Eurovision was because he knew Lordy. Um, so you were instantly best friends. So we were instantly best friends. Isaac ruled. Isaac um, was great. Isaac I did rules. love like, Isaac. Um, yeah, but no, like like we said uh, on on last episode, we went to see WrestleMania at a bar. Yes, um, and it, best night of it, my the experience life. was as somewhat akin to uh, Eurovision. Yeah, in a, in a strange way, it felt Eurovisiony. 
It really did. Because of the the high performance aspect of it. Yeah, but we never really watch sports games, and I think it's probably more adjacent to a sporting event. Sure. Except it's... It was so good, though. It's, the yeah, no, story it's, it, it's of very it dramatic was and, and so there's a good story good. there. No, you're right. Remember, like... And um, there's a production quality, which you just don't get with Shane football. McMahon winning just because he landed on top of the other it's guy. good like, story. Oh, it was so good. Regardless, the point is, we tried to explain that it was like Eurovision to us to only get, like, a hundred confused stares of people who have never heard, don't know what the concept of Eurovision is or could be. It's... WrestleMania is WWE is like a less gay Eurovision, but also somehow way more gay. Yeah, it's very strange. <laughs> it was a it was a great experience. Um, speaking of great experiences, I'm sure this year's Eurovision Song Contest will be one. So, out of the artists who have written multiple songs for this year's Eurovision Song Contest, what's your final verdict? Only one good one, and it's Sweden. Um, Laurel Barker, I think, is my new arch enemy. I'm gonna have to, like, look her up and swear vengeance upon her or something. I go- I'm gonna have to read Count of Monte Cristo for inspiration on vengeance. Yeah, and then you're gonna fight each other and eventually you're gonna learn to, like, accept your differences and realize oh, no, I'm that going... your enemy wasn't her, but your enemy was right inside you all along. It was your mistake to try and break her power that you fear. I... See flames in your eyes. That is gonna be Damn, they burn us, so like, Moriarty and home style oh, on top of the waterfall. With you. Yeah. I'm taking her down with me. Neither one of us is getting out of this alive. <laughs> what if she listens to the fucking What if Laurel Barker listens to the podcast? If you're Laurel Barker, uh, tweet at us. That is at Eurodivision. You can find this podcast on SoundCloud, on iTunes, wherever you find your podcasts. And to see who makes it out alive of this year's Eurovision, well, you got to tune in on May 18th. It's not going to be me. Because only one person will survive. Who's the heel in this year's Eurovision? Right. Who's the face? Who's the heel? We'll find out. We'll find out. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time. Good night, Europe. Good night, Europe. Bye. Bye.